the trends, like for some will go out. Interruption. Sorry, do you have a print stick I could use, please? A what? Print stick. A print stick, please. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, train of thought just went. Um, nah, thanks. <laughs> So obviously you do product design now, but back earlier before uni, like what got you into sort of design generally? Before uni? Yeah, or did you get into it before uni? Like, did you do like an art or design course? Yeah, or? no. So I did product design for A-level. Um, mm -hmm. I was always, too far, I always just loved product design. Like I'd loved it since GCSEs. Like mm -hmm. I'd, So obviously it started, did, what was it called? It's called resistant materials in when I was in year 10. Got you. Yeah. Um, that was what I did in GCSE. So year 10, 11 did resistant materials. And that was that was really fun to be fair. Cause it, like that was first access to like a lot of cool new things like 3D printing, mm -hmm. um, like all the Adobe software, which I'd never used before. Um, and so it was like a big introduction to all of that. Um, and like 3D printing, I just abused. And like my teacher loved 3D printing. So he was just like, yeah, fucking 3D print everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, for even this, you could do all this, like, have fun with it. We we're like, all right, cool. And we had like five little 3D prints in the in the school, and it was sick to effects. A lot, of, not a lot of schools actually had them. I was gonna say, yeah. I don't think, I don't think our school, no, so my college had a 3D printer, but yeah, we, we couldn't use it unless, unless, um, what they called the mature students or the teacher was there. And when we were using yeah. it, we we personally didn't use it. We had to give them the designs to then have them do it. So we yeah, weren't, we weren't trusted. <laughs> Uh, that was what we had in year 10 and year 11 he was just like okay we're actually i can't be bothered you guys because it was only him really who was able to work them he's like i can't be bothered to, to like print off all of this yeah, yeah. like just come in i'll tell you how to do it and then he's just like yeah you can buy your own filament then and just go nuts of it basically so i did and then just started 3d printing loads of stuff and like my project in, in gcc was like this rocket ship it was like about this big <laughs> nice pretty big and I, and I 3d printed like each little section you could like screw them together and stuff that's insane i don't even know why i angled it towards being i think i was like i think it was some sort of maths aid or i can't even remember it was something weird <laughs> it had like some second some second like it wasn't just a cool spaceship yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> and um and that was just fun yeah no, no, no just had like loads of loads of fun making that and that's well, actually still display in the school which is uh, that's it well there you go there's a flex that is the biggest flex I have ever made in my life. <laughs> That's the accomplishment done. <laughs> I'm done now. I can retire. Because we had in in school, we had in GCC, we had resistant materials. So like that was yeah. woodwork, metalwork, like the more sort of hands-on yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then we had product design, which oh, is what. Would, yeah, so that's what I did, and that was more project like design. Sorry, uh, like uh, what do you call them? Live drawings or um, models yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that, and if we had to make something it would be it would obviously the priority would be the design and aesthetic of the product not actually how well it was sort of made because oh, if it, it was sort of split where so i had friends in obviously all well, the sort of thing that you did yeah. they would always sort of do the the physical you know they'd be in there all day making it and we'd be in the sort of classroom drawing it away on our little drawing pads that you angle up and use like oh, yeah, your, yeah. you know your little triangles set squares things like that and um 
and uh, to be fair that that's what that's what got sort of me and the rest of the people I knew into it wasn't photoshop it was it was some weird like laser cutting program but it wasn't CAD either it was, it was like a coral a, draw I can't remember what it was called well, coral draw I remember that being the other one we used for but like, I think so for my final in GCC, I made a board game, but we had to we had to in the brief laser cut something to do with right. obviously something one of the components had to be. So I made these uh, little hurdle sprinters. Uh, it was like right. a little board game, and I laser cut the hurdles and I laser cut the people, and they sort of like you know like slotted like, into each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, to be fair, again they were like with you. I think it was on display for a good few years, and then they sort of oh, like, yeah. And they were like, who the hell is this kid? Like, and obviously, <laughs> bear in mind, my sister's now in year nine and I was in yeah. school, Christ, eight, nine years ago. And they were just like, right, OK, we should yeah. probably take this down now. But again, like, oh. it's, it's just it's just a weird sort of thing where obviously that was the first time I'd taken a literal drawing or sketch of something to then making it. Make it, yeah. So I can see where like that love for like, because you, obviously now do you guys... Do you guys only do the plan drawings or do you actually make physical stuff or mock-ups as well or not? Well, it will all in my degree now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, we literally do the whole thing. So I was, I was actually, it's interesting you saying like how yours are separate because obviously we had a similar thing where it was like you had resistant materials and there's two other things. I think it was like electronics and then kind of similar to what you were doing. Got you. Uh, but like my whole degree now is like all of it in one. Got like you. I'll, yeah. I'll <clears throat> like for my project I'm doing in a minute, you know, I'm doing all the sketches, I'm doing all of the, research side of that now which admittedly is a little bit tedious but obviously got to be done of course but next term we're in the workshops from february till like may or something and we, okay. we have that whole three month period to make our product like make a, a physical working prototype um and then at the end of the year we've got a design show which like loads of businesses come to and we showcase our project project there so you've basically uh, got free reign for the, the whole few months then of where you sort of take your your drawings and pretty much like we for the for the concept viva we just had to come up with a very it wasn't like a detailed design but it was just um it was just like a, a sketch sort of a breakdown of the like key features and then um like what sort of materials are going to be using just all the research stuff like stuff backing up your decision making basically hmm. um and then we we work on that and then in january i just continue working on that and then we have to sort of we have this thing called a, a defense um viva which is where we have to uh, argue to the lecturer, not argue, but sort of explain to the lecturers why we've made all these all of these decisions and sort of convince uh, them, or you know, sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah convince them that we can we can like carry on making it and stuff. Basically, not only not only say like you can't, but yeah. I'm intrigued because so when you because when I first like I think when Jake first spoke about you doing product design, the first thing that made me sort of respond to it was like. How, I wonder how like different it is in the way that like you have a process because just then like you're saying like you you research you develop the idea you sell the not sell the idea but you convince yourself probably yeah. as well you essentially sell it to yourself and the tutor to when yeah. to then you develop it further and find make the product it mm -hmm. sounds really similar to graphics in that way because although for us, so we had illustration, we had Viscom. I did Viscom, which is like visual communication. So that's sort of umbrellas under everything. And yeah. again, you know, you spend a month maybe researching into the thing that you're, shall we say, the issue that you're looking into. Yeah, the problem um, area. And again, like it's the problem solving aspect, which sounds similar because 
again with you guys i assume you don't make a project a, pro a product for the sake of it just being a product i assume there's a an issue no, or yeah. a problem that needs to be solved for it to be something so yeah okay. we had um yeah it's like we had to present the problem initially mm. and be like oh yeah this is what i want to design I, I i got rejected three times this year it took the fourth one for me to actually get approved i was like <laughs> thank god it's the same it is the it, same yeah honestly you do the whole research thing it is it is a very like the fundamentals of both graphic and product design are very similar um which is which is really helpful and which i'm like grateful for, for knowing especially coming into doing graphic design i was just saying because that 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 kind of links into how you've kind of got into graphic design then because it sort of rolls over in a sense because i feel like product design there's a lot more i feel like there's a more theoretical and actual practical mm. side compared to graphics maybe where it's it's hard because so when when obviously i did the degree in graphics the first thing they drill into you is the theory of just basically communicating properly mm -hmm. um and again probably the same thing with yourself where yeah. you know if, if you're making a product or you, you know whether it be a product or a poster or an advert or campaign whatever if you're not actually hitting the target audience that you're making it for then you've yeah. fu you yeah. fucked up the first yeah, yeah. so so again it's that thing of in that first year that was what they drill into you to then where when you get to your final project it was actually quite easy to convince the tutors of your project because if you hadn't got it nailed by then and bear in mind a lot of people are freelancing at this point already and if you can't yeah. do it they're sort of looking at you like oh shit you know what have you been doing like for yeah. two and a half yeah. years so no, it's really interesting because I'm, I'm intrigued to know what experiences you've had from like freelancing in graphics because just mm. from like the small amount I've done it and from stories of obviously we've heard around the studio, you know, you get your worst clients, you get some good clients, but it's never yeah. perfect the first time. Yeah, that is, yeah, definitely. It was because um, I, I said, I guess going on from school, like after, um, like doing product design for a level hmm. uh like like a levels weren't even amazing for me in, in general anyway like academically i wasn't obviously i'm not like the brightest spark but like i, I i'm not like i'm not stupid but i wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> that. um but after doing that at a level i remember i called up bournemouth like i, I like i didn't apply to ucas like i didn't apply oh, even really? think about uni at all and I remember called, got my results and I got like I got two C's and a D, which I was I did maths, physics, and product design. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm pretty pretty happy with that. Um, Could have gone a lot worse. Could've oh no, for worse. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember calling like Bournemouth. I was like, oh yeah, I want to do product design. Like, do you have any spaces for next year or, <laughs> year or whatever? And the lady said, oh yeah, we're actually um, I'm actually sitting next to the course leader for product design right now. Like, do you want to speak to him? I was like, oh sure, okay. Jeez. Have, okay. Like, have like a random call with him, have a chat and stuff. And like there and then he was like, yeah, gives me a little interview, like ask about why I want to do it and stuff. Hmm. Um, and I ended up going, I was like, oh yeah, can I just defer my entry to next year? Is that all right? And then went on a gap here and fucked off to the other side of the world for like four months, which That's is class. Great. That's great. Um, but like that was a that was a, a massive, uh, massive thing in my life to help me. Yeah, uh, yeah, learn a lot. Learn a lot about life and just things in general. I learned learned a shit ton that 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 time traveling, <laughs> and then came back. Obviously, like came back from traveling, preparing to go to uni, and then I got to when I got to uni in first year, I was just like I was really excited to get here and just, just do product design. I was the course is always really hands on. Like it's, it's the first week we were in there, we were doing workshop skills and learning 
and that stuff. And I remember we had like a, a very brief term on Photoshop. And okay. I like, we learned the basics. I remember absolutely just pulling my hair out because I had to rasterize a layer every time I fucking dropped it into Photoshop. <laughs> I was like, oh, why can't this just already be restaurant? Um, <laughs> That's and that was just really annoying. Yeah, like when I was trying to erase it, and it's like, you can't erase it because you haven't restaurized. I was like, what's that even mean? Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means, bear in mind. Yeah, like, I still don't The thing is, I I think just, yeah, obviously because Photoshop works in raster in the way that it works in pixels. So I think it's just yeah. getting it prepared for being like... Yeah, it was just... But I just long. remember that. It was, it was funny. And, and learning, I was like, wow, this is fucking... This is just awful. I... I well, the thing is, you're not on your own there because so again, first year. This is this is the thing because bear in mind, um, I had a similar thing with you where I'd done college, I'd done all right, I I knew straight up. I I knew from year eleven I was going to do graphics. I, I just exactly. sort of knew, and I think a lot of people do if they're creative. They know they're not going to be going to a regular job, and um, I missed my interview to get into the course. Um, nice, and nice. I, because so yeah, my parents were like, "Oh, so when when's the interview?" And I was like, "That's a very good point. <laughs> that's a good, <laughs> that, is, that is very good." I'll be a look at that. And obviously, three weeks ago, ah, yeah. right. So, uh, so I sort of just went, "So what do I do? I'm, I'm done." I cut, yeah. So I ring up UCA, and they're like, "No, oh, you're you're in the course. We got you down." And I was like, "That's mad." So I, I was I was like, "Right, fair enough, thanks." Okay. You know. And I, I put the phone down. I was just like, right, so how's that happened then? So yeah. uh, without an interview, I'm in the course, whatever. But so I was nervous going into it because so I didn't take a gap year. I went straight in. And a lot of yeah. people had a gap year, um, oh, came back. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I was thinking, are these guys going to know like loads more now because they've had a year of potentially doing work or doing program, you know, or improving their knowledge. Mm. And I was quite amazed, like, it depends on the A-levels you did, I think, but I had like a good, I'm going to say three out of 10 knowledge on general Photoshop Illustrator back in A-level. Some yeah. people didn't, some people hadn't touched it and bear in mind it's degree level. And obviously like, again, yeah, yeah. if they weren't taught it, you can't expect them to know. So we started like very basics and I went along with it, but you kind of think like, you know, shit there must be a, like a way of getting around just having to relearn the basics obviously in that first six months i'm thinking i can sort of trace around a, a balloon you know i don't need yeah, to like, do this but again it's it's the thing of i kind of regret not taking a year out in the end because i was worried personally that i'd be behind but actually i wasn't too far behind it was just that people like you say people had more life experience i think yeah, 100%. I think, I, I think, yeah, that was literally the only reason I took the year off, to be honest. I, I wasn't ready to go into uni at all. Yeah, like, to study straight away. And I took that year to seriously do nothing, like, not nothing, but as in nothing academic related. I didn't, yeah. just, I, like, didn't I, I personally didn't try and work on any skills or anything. I just took that year, like, I worked relentlessly for, like, six months. I was banging, like, probably two 16-hour days a week, probably. Well, and the rest it. of them were yeah. at least 10 to 14 hours. And I was just saving loads of money to go traveling. And and yeah, I was, I was definitely had that same worry though, of being like, oh, you know, if I take a year out or everyone else is going to be a year ahead. But then sort of halfway through the year, I was like, oh, I'd like save loads of money. I'd like plan this awesome trip away. And I was like, actually, I feel really good about where I'm at right now. And yeah. being 18 years old and going to another country on the, on the literal other side of the world. Where um, was it that you went? Did you go? Yeah, you so did? I went to... 
Yeah, so I went to LA first because my dad was working going out there for work. Right. And it literally, she was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going in three weeks. Like, do you want to start your traveling then? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll just do that. Because my mum worked for BA, so we could book flights like sort of whenever we wanted. Oh, lovely. Okay. Um, and so I flew out to LA with my dad and then left him. So it was there for three days. I remember having the worst jet lag ever. Like, I woke up at one o'clock in the morning both nights. So it's awful. Um, but then got to New Zealand on my own. And then I was just on my own then for, for most of it most of that time so what did what did you so so did you have plans on what you were going to do when you went obviously you did surely or did you just roughly roughly, roughly. oh my yeah, god i kind of winged the whole thing like the whole thing was 100 percent winged like apart from new zealand was completely so i went to new zealand on my own yeah um new zealand was we have we had friends in auckland so i used them as like a base camp so i went to stay with them i traveled around the whole north island like sort of off my own back um sort of planning things myself and then i went around the whole south island like a planned bus tour um but like just by doing that i learned a lot about organization which i don't know a lot at the time didn't know a lot about still don't know a lot about but getting there um but like it was just a great it was just a great time and and meeting loads of cool people and experiencing different things and just like as a creative you know you, you like to taking a lot from what's around you and sort of yeah yeah experience what's around it around you in terms of like well for me like I love being outside in nature and that was a place where I could be uh like comfortable and yeah, that would yeah. help me be creative in turn and stuff so when I was out there I was just having loads of fun with like photography especially and just mm-hmm. enjoying all of that um I think it's great like, to be yeah. like it's great to be like a people's person as well in the stuff we do as well and I feel like if you do that god that must have been like that, that's oh, perfect just, well i remember i remember this i actually it's a good it's funny you bring that up because i remember being in this hostel and i was so shy i was just like i'm here on my own i don't know anybody everyone else is like a lot older than me there was i'd say like the average age was probably about 24 when i was in new zealand okay. 23 of the people i was hanging out with anyway yeah 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 um not a lot of them were 18 actually i'd never i only met one person who was under 20 and he was 19 wow um the whole time i was out in new zealand um and just had to i had to speak to people like i was forced to do it of course and, yeah yeah and like learn and i was speaking to people like that didn't even speak english like just non-verbally communicating i had met this chi- really nice chinese lady who cooked me the most unreal food for like two days oh man um she was lovely she was lovely but she didn't speak a word of english and we were just sort of like but those but it's just you know it's a skill to learn non-verbal communication. and it's just like that those are little things but that, you know they made a huge difference in yeah yeah outcome my life i guess um, so, how, so far did you choose to go on your own or was it just a thing that was it just yeah, that yeah, winged it, yeah that is crazy no i mean i, just, I can respect it yeah I, oh, I went so basically my best mate phil who came out to thailand and at the time our girlfriends came with us as well right so i met them all out in thailand and then stayed with them for a month then went to australia with my girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. um and we went around australia and stuff but to be fair, it was a bit mental because in Thailand, the sort of last week of Thailand, she had appendicitis and I had to drive her to a hospital on the back of a moped at like four in the morning. It was crazy. And like we went to, and then she had an operation like four days before we were flying out to Australia and still managed to get out there. Honestly, if I told you like, it would take ages, but at some point I'll catch up with it. But I was going to say, that, it'd, it'd take hours by the sounds yeah, of that, it. Yeah, that, that, that four months is like some of the craziest. I've had some of the craziest experiences ever. Um it's just so, great yeah. it's uh, i can honestly i i envy everyone that traveled because i mean a lot of people well again I've, I, you know a lot of the woking lot but i don't think a lot of us 
traveled in a gap year if they had one it was just yeah, saving yeah. up but i know that a couple of people solely saved up to then do uni to then travel once they've graduated yeah i think i think i feel like um from people who have done the gap year they've done it to either well like i say they they plan if they plan to travel they've either done it right after they've done that full 18 years of studying from primary all the way to a level and they just mm. want to get on travel or they do it where they want to get all of it done they can have that degree and then they just jet off somewhere knowing that when they come back do you know what i'm saying yeah. i feel like that's the that's like the kind of two yeah i don't think i think both are like really viable options either way like if you no. want to go travel after yeah. i think it's just as good as going yeah before. yeah yeah um because obviously you're still having those experiences but after you need still you've got even more like knowledge of the world and how things work and stuff so to be honest i'm definitely going to be going away after uni again um, yeah because just got to avoid going into the real world as long as possible uh but i definitely well, you say to... you say the real world like we're quite lucky well I'm, I'm i'm lucky in the way that wherever i've got internet and a computer i can work so oh yeah no same thing same so thing. like in in that sense we you don't need to really settle down I don't know. I tell myself I don't need to sell down anywhere too long if I really don't want to. Nah, honestly, yeah, yeah, I, can, I completely agree. It's um, that's actually one of the main reasons I want to freelance. Actually, is just that, yeah, just that freedom, like, in in sort of everything you're doing, having first of all, just being able to work from where you want to. Um, like, remember, remember being on my placement, and all of my placement was done on all all online. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I was I was working at this graphic design agency, and like. It was, I feel like it would have been useful to be able to go into the office and stuff, but, you know, I, I could be in Bournemouth or I could be in Windsor or I could, and I was sometimes in Swansea visiting my family and like sometimes I was in like another country still working for them. That's, yeah. Um, that's, that's and like, insane. it was all cool. And yeah. it was, it was just that, and that, and that was an agency, but obviously, um, oh, this is during COVID. So everything was not in person anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know they're like, they're adapting a sort of working from home thing as well now as well yeah. as being in the office well um, I, th- I think a lot yeah. of companies I've, I've said this before i think on another like podcast with someone but like i think covid taught this industry in particular that if you wanted to work on your you know, from home shall we say or remotely you're more than able to but mm-hmm. but i think a lot of people would still prefer if it was in office or in a studio people would yeah. probably still take the advantage of working with people similar because you know, obviously, as you know, like I took my job during COVID. I haven't touched the office since I've worked yeah. here. And Crazy. obviously, I my plan is if they get a bigger studio, I'd love to move down towards the coast and actually work there because then you're getting that social interaction with your colleagues. And that's yeah. what got me in love with this industry anyway, is that you meet some crazy people like in this industry but i love it because you know you don't want it to be boring you're with these guys uh, what, 40 hours a week like it's yeah, gotta be fun it, it is so fun and, and that's i never met any of my colleagues once in person apart from my mm. boss i met him once um Sorry. and it would have been so fun just like being in the office and i would just imagine having like a nice big comfy like swivel chair and being on my desk and then just like pushing back and being like hey what do you think about this design well, um, that's, I, I went to, so during my degree, my third year, I got my tutor linked me up with this creative director who worked on mobile design. So like user okay. experience. And it was something that at the time I was like really interested in because I love sort of digital design. I'm quite, 
I like things to be quite crisp and clean. So it kind of made sense. And I mm. went and saw him and, and their studio was in the centre of Canterbury where I was studying. And, you know, you go from the old town in Canterbury with the paved roads and you walk in and it was just, it was exactly okay. what, like if I was to design a studio, this was it. Pool <laughs> table, you know, gaming chairs, desks, yeah. computers, Macs everywhere. Yeah, I imagine it completely. Yeah, and, you know, coffee, coffee machine. And, like, I was there for a morning, just, like, peeking over people's shoulders, having a look and talking to people. And and I kind of left, and I was thinking, you know, because at that time I was like, I just don't know what I want to – because I, I enjoyed my course, but I didn't know if I wanted to, like, go straight into something like it. Yeah. And I walked out of that, and I said to my tutor, you've pretty much relit the flame that was in me because seeing that it. kind of made me realise why I love this. Yeah, so, it's reminding me. But no, so it's, it's things like that. And obviously, once you leave uni, I think you'll you'll probably find somewhere similar because it, sound, it sounds pretty much identical in the way that we work anyway, apart yeah, from yeah. little details. Um, I wanted to talk, you, we brought up freelancing briefly. Yeah, yeah. What got you into, like, what, like, when did you sort of, like, sit down to yourself and go, right, I'm going to give this a crap? <laughs> It was so yeah. This is this is quite funny because I remember it was second. So I was in second year. I was halfway through second year when COVID hit, and so obviously um, it was actually brilliant because it was two days before my maths exam, and I was really not ready for it. And they were like, "Yeah, by the way, everything's been cancelled, so we're going to move your maths exam to the end of the year." And I was like, "Thank fuck, um, <laughs> I'm gonna not, I'm gonna relax a little bit." So anyway, I got home, and I at the time I was sitting on like a two two at uni, right? Like I wasn't really in a great place like academically um mm -hmm. i was really loving uni like i was and i was but i think i was just enjoying the social side like a bit too much like of course like but it was kind of yeah it was necessary and i enjoyed it nonetheless but yeah, yeah. anyway yeah so i got back from <clears throat> so i got home during the lockdown and i remember calling my head of my course and i was like oh I was like, russ i i think i need to drop out like i really am not feeling doing this degree like i really just don't think i can do it and he was like don't do that don't do that um <laughs> no, no. he's like there must be something that you like, like what do you like about the course basically he was like and i said well i really loved doing the workshop like doing the hands-off and stuff was always <laughs> awesome and i remember saying to him that like, oh, i did enjoy like learning a bit of photoshop and stuff because at that point i was doing so obviously you know i played the bobcats american football team of course. yeah yeah um at the time i was like kind of their social media designer but right. i hadn't done anything like i hadn't done anything consistently I I just done like a few posts here and there, mm -hmm. um, which I started doing in first year, sort of towards the end of first year, um, and then for a, a bit through second year, and then basically second year I got on the committee as the social media manager. Right. Um, so I was just managing the social media, like putting out posts here and here here and there, um, and I was explaining that to my tutors, like, well, why don't you just keep going with that and then see how that goes, and because that's obviously a skill that's going to be useful nonetheless, mm -hmm. even if it is graphic design. I was like, yeah, sure. Anyway, so I so I basically um, just started chipping away at Photoshop um, during lockdown, and I had this awesome like uh, mental fitness coach. He helped the Bobcats um, called Alex, um, mm -hmm. and he was his his, his things fluid that year. I feel like I should say that, uh, but basically, he was he like flipped my life upside down, like genuinely, um, because he helped me like create healthy habits instead of like just sort of the way I was working currently was just like I just sort of would leave it last minute everything would be unorganized and he just helped me sort of reorganize and create healthy habits so well, yeah. the first habit I created was 
every time I walked into my room, I'd do like two press-ups. That's all I had to do, just get down and do two press-ups when I walked into my room. And I just, and he was just like, look, build up this on, build on this mentality of a little bit every day, a little bit every so often adds up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was, and from doing those press it was wholly evident. Like I went from being able to literally probably do about 15 press-ups to like 45 in the space of about two months That's of just doing two yeah. press-ups every time I walked into my room. And I was like, holy shit, this actually <laughs> works. Um, so I like just took that same mentality and put it towards Photoshop. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to do 15 minutes today. Mm-hmm. And every day without fail, I did at least 15 minutes for, for the whole of lockdown, like with that, the whole time. Um, and some days I would bang out like four hours, some days two hours, some days even like, but I would say, I'd say on average towards the end of the first lockdown, I was doing at least like two hours of Photoshop a day or maybe an hour a day. Wow. Okay. Um, just because I just wanted to get good at it. Like I was, I was loving making the American football posters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my best mate, Niall, um, was a freelancer at the time. Um, oh, he still is actually. So my, yeah, and he, and I really loved his work and like doing stuff with his work. And um, I was like to my mum and dad, I was like, oh yeah, I really want to do what Nile's doing. Like I really want to be selling my designs. I remember saying that to them. And then um, sort of, it was like September time then. It, September came around last year. And like I got my, one of my mates from the, Bob, the one of the old Bobcats who graduated a couple of years ago, messaged mm-hmm. me saying, oh, we've got this podcast and we're, we're looking for a logo for it. Do you reckon you'd be able to help? And I was like, oh, okay sure um and he's like yeah we'll pay you and stuff i was like oh shit okay my first paid job um and i made the logo charged a whole 15 pounds for it um that's where it starts it's where it starts and did that logo for him and basically i was like hey mom dad i did it i I sold a piece of my work (laughs) um it's a great feeling isn't it it was pretty crazy i just remember coming up with the i remember them asking though how much is it gonna cost i was like sitting there for hours i was like oh shit can I do this much? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but what if that's too much? And what if they don't? And they say no. I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I still have that problem now, to be honest. Um, Everyone does, I think. Yeah still, yeah. still, yeah. Yeah. But basically, that did that logo. And then a couple of weeks, couple of, maybe about a month or two later, um, got a random message from this guy being like, oh, hey, we're doing a podcast. Like, can you do a logo for our podcast? We saw what you did for Josh and like their podcast. Okay. And we really liked it. Um, can you do one for us? I was like, oh, yeah, cool yeah go on then i'll do one um that came about did that charged a little bit more for that one i think that was like 60 quid i charged for that one okay cool um so it's up price a little bit um and then after that i don't even know it's just weird isn't it because it's do you know what it is it's and i've actually learned this myself with my etsy stuff is that you you have to just sort of it's almost like what you're saying with the mentality thing and like taking up little bits at a time where you you do you do a freelance project and you're like right this went well i probably priced it a bit low which you did but then the next one you price higher and then yeah. at each project and each time you do a project for someone you'll you'll pick up something that's not quite oh, yeah. finely tuned and mm-hmm. and again and and people like i find people on instagram who've been freelancing for 30 years you know and they'll still say that I still have this little problem that with some clients I have, and they'll be returning clients, bear in mind. So they've gone, they've done well with them. But then again, it'll be something that might just nick away at them and be like, maybe I should have done. And again, that's like the imperfect perfection of doing the freelancing. 
because you, yeah. you you'll probably never you rarely get like that perfect project where you went oh my god from start to finish they loved it you know and mm. there was no edits or if and again though like edits doesn't always mean it's a bad thing either because no, no. I've, I've done stuff before where even at uni a project where I'm like I'm done and then my tutor be like oh but what if you do this and you don't want to yeah. do it but you know in your head actually he's got a good point so yeah. so it's, it's again going back to the whole traveling thing it's a great people experience as well doing the freelancing because you realize what the, the real world's like and yeah. these these guys have to part with money at the end of the day and it's yeah. that it's that feeling you cannot beat that they are paying their money that they've worked for paying you for something that you're doing and obviously something's going well if that's the case it, yeah it is, it is insane it is crazy and and like you're saying, I, I, it's, it's when you say about sort of learning something after each job, it's like, I find as well, I don't know if you agree, that it's like quite exponential, the growth. Like at the start, I learned like one thing, maybe that first logo, I learned one thing. But now every time I come out, like I've learned, I, I, the growth has just been like that. Yeah. It's just gone, it started off quite slow. And then like my, my the amount I've learned has just, and, and grown, has just gone up like so fast. And the quality, um, the quality of products should spike like that and as the well. same thing yeah, yeah honestly and um yeah and like after those freelance jobs and, and and after that second logo i got like a i got like a pretty big one in terms of like for, for me anyway for my scale it was a whole pretty much a whole rebranding for this got you. Uh, personal trainer in windsor and um she was like she was someone i was doing circuits with the whole year like the whole of lockdown mm-hmm. um so like, i had a pretty good relationship with her anyway so i understood her quite well yeah. which made the research like so much easier because i knew like she was really happy just communicating with me being like this and that best client i've ever had honestly i couldn't fault her and i and i yeah. doubt and, but, and i know also I, people, I, that. I was gonna say i feel like if you know the client as well personally they can afford to be more, well more importantly you can both be transparent to each other 100%. um because again like you you worry about pricing a project at least mm. if you know them you can be like I can't lie I have charged this but because I'm improving and I'm still like doing and you're my you're my fifth or sixth project whatever yeah. you then you then say look I charge this now um you can negotiate mm. and again with the actual project because you know them you can kind of be a bit more casual um yeah definitely and I try I've, and keep that over yeah oh, sorry no Karen. no I was gonna say yeah I was literally about to say the same thing where I think if you can keep like a nice casual thing but because um I had Asia, my friend, and she said that when she does projects, she, when she does her emails, when she does anything to do with clients, she doesn't switch. She doesn't no. switch the way she is. She says, if you're doing a project with me, you, you, this is me. You know, I'm not going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be professional, obviously be professional, but she wasn't being, you know, like office smart, you know, with the way her emails were being written or it was just how she would do her work. And obviously, that can work quite well with clients because they'd rather yeah. have that interaction. So definitely. I definitely think that's true. It took me a while to get to that point though, like being able to be hundred percent myself with clients. Cause obviously you have those like insecurities about whatever you're doing. <laughs> um, but uh, like as, as obviously, obviously as time went on, it just got a lot easier. And, and now I do feel like I can be a lot more transparent and, and also I'm just more confident in like what I'm saying as well. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I'm just more knowledgeable in it all. And, like to date, I've had, well, it's, I, you know, including all these little jobs, I think I've had about 20, 23 freelance jobs or 23 commissions. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, 
And it's just like after all of that, it's just seeing how much I've grown. And I was I remember coming into this year, coming like my like the academic year, mm-hmm. and saying to myself, I cannot wait to see how I'm gonna be in a year's time, like when I graduate. Yeah. And you've got you've got to keep improving as well and keep knowledgeable on it because um one thing again they teach you is you obviously the program knowledge is the key, but it's also knowing what's happening like trend-wise in the real yeah. world as well. Because um I've had emails before where and again it's it's nice that clients sort of know what what looks good in at that point, but then it's also oh, but I've seen this direct competitor that looks like this and i'm thinking well do you want to look like your direct competitor yeah and and again it's things like that where you the knowledge of that comes in you know and um each project like we're saying you you get these little experiences where you think actually looking back i'd now say that naturally to my next client and say oh well if you're thinking about this just bear in mind and and that's why you'll see that that sort of you know experienced rise like that but yeah like good example of this recently very recently I've, I've had this client and he messaged me he said he sent me hey uh hey mate i uh, just like got your name off of off someone and looking for a logo and he sent me like four photos of these logos like he, he it's like some plumbing plumbing got business yeah 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 he's like oh yeah i want it to have a flame and i want it to be green orange and blue and i'm like <laughs> whoa, whoa let's slow down let's slow down here um and i, I said and i was like okay yes i'd love to help you with this project and i definitely can help you um however this is my process this is yeah. how i do it and i remember saying like oh um here's my flat so i have like a flat rate at the minute because obviously i'm at uni um i can't work full-time on it so i don't do a day rate at the minute yeah 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 i have like a, a sort of base rate for like the concept development and presentation of like three logos yeah. which i have a base rate for and then after that it's like my hourly rate for a bit yeah, yeah. um Normally, most of the process is done within that first rate. So after that, it only takes a couple more hours for me to just refine everything and get a final yeah. logo. Um, but anyway, I was like, yeah. So here's the price breakdown of the initial co- of the of the first instalment. Um, it includes research and development. It includes uh, concept development. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. He messaged me. He goes, I've been thinking, and I don't think we need any of the research. Um, <laughs> we need to do any of the research. And I was like, oh. I was like, okay, um, sure. I was like but the research is really useful for me because it helps me create a more accurate logo. Um, Which represents them. Yeah. 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 And all of that. And then I said, well, but I'm happy to work it out of the price if you want me to, because I feel like that's what he was just sort of getting at. It's like, maybe a little bit too much. and doesn't think that's necessary. Um, and in the end he was like, yeah, let's just carry on with it. Um, but I was just so much more, the point confident. is I was just so much more yeah. confident in the fact of saying that like, Hey, yeah, maybe you don't want it, but it's kind of necessary. So, um, um it's funny. So uh, a friend of mine, he actually did something for a plumber, another yeah. logo. And maybe it's plumbers. I don't know. Uh, maybe but <laughs> but um, my friend did the logo and it was, oh, sorry, no, it wasn't a plumber. It was an electrician. And, um, yeah, yeah. and he did the logo with the cables. He sort of designed clever with it. It looked good. And mm. he kind of got back to my friend and said, love it. But could we make the cables like the, the electric colours? And I think I've spoken with you about it before, like the, the limited use of colour in logos normally works best because yeah. what people then don't realise later on is if you want to print out flyers, you've got to oh, put yeah, in yeah, colour, yeah. you know, or like, and 
because I've done a bit of printing myself, you you know that the more you've had to it, the more expensive it is naturally. So my mm-hmm. friend sort of said, look, if you want to use this for websites, if you want to use this digitally, perfect, use it. But I would recommend use this white logo, use this black logo for printing or for mm-hmm. the things that are going to cost you to produce with it. And um, whether or not he listened, but the thing is at the end of the day, it's like with anything, like you're almost consulting with them whilst doing the work as well, because all you yeah. can really do is say, look, with my knowledge, I would say, do this. At the end of the day, they're paying. If they want it a certain way, you can only yeah, fight you can, your corner yeah. so much. Yeah, um, And yeah. that was another valuable thing they teach you at uni because, again, loads of stories going around. Client wants this. Client, and you hear some people say, well, I just didn't listen. I just gave them this. And you're thinking, yeah, but they're not happy now. you know. And at the end of the day, if you're a freelancer, you want them to return or at least – by the sounds of it give their name give your name to the next person and they're not gonna do that if they go oh well louis wanted to do this and he just did it and now i'm stuck with a logo i don't like and then and unfortunately as much as we might disagree they they love it so that's that's all you gotta learn that is the thing you do have to like think about making the client happy but there was this interesting um well, do you know you you must know like the future. You know the future. I think you future, told me about future, it, right? yeah, yeah, Chris do, yeah, Chris, Chris do, yeah, Chris do, whatever his name is. But he is he's class, and he said that he was like, oh yeah, there is no such thing as bad clients. There's only bad communication. Yeah, and it's like as long as at the start of the job you're like laying down everything, just like being like, hey, here's here's I want to do this job for you. Here's what's going to go down. Like here's my process. Does this work with what you want? Like is am I going to actually be valuable and I, am I actually going to be to, to help your business by mm-hmm. designing this for you yeah. or is someone else going to be better? And if you don't like lay down, lay down those conditions or like, not, I don't want to say conditions because that sounds like really. No, but it's the specs, isn't it? Almost the specs. Yeah, for a job. Boundaries, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in like, Hey, look, you know, this is, this is what I'm good at. This is my job and here's how I'm going to do it. And hopefully you like the way that I'm going to do it. And then if it's, if you do like it, then hire me and I'll do it for you. Um, it's interesting because so that's that is like such a good point in the way that that's almost like the foundation of it because again in uni they they make you build a website for yourself hmm. and again laying down those foundations where the client might find you and love your work but if it's showing the wrong thing or say it's showing you something different than what you actually do if that makes sense say for yeah. me if i I don't really do a lot of logo work, but if, if on my website I have a logo section and someone comes to me and goes, saw your logo section, I did them four years yeah. ago or whatever, it doesn't work. And no. um, it's it's so important. I think, yeah, like I agree in the way that you sort of say, right, this is what I do. Yeah. If I don't do what you want, you've got to be clear because you're going to hate it doing yeah. the project because it's not what you do and they're going to have a very long day with it because... Oh, yeah, it's good. It's just... And it just ends up being a nightmare. Luckily, I haven't ever had that sort of experience where it's come out like really, t- like really tits up and just yeah, no yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully, I don't ever have that experience. But it, you just, it's just. What do you, you think you'll? Do. Uh, do you think you'll carry? So you're going to carry on with the freelancing after you need to reckon before you uh, go into like not. I don't want to say full time because freelancing is full time. Obviously, if you want it to be. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, before you go into like the product design, shall we say? Are you going to continue? Oh, with it? oh you know what. No, no way am I ever going to be a product designer. Absolutely. Really? No oh wow. Uh, okay. Never happening. Um, I love product design. Like I love building stuff. I love fixing things. I love all of that. Uh, but honestly, 
part this past year and a half getting into graphic design and just literally i love it like, i love it so that's much that's fantastic I could, yeah i could sit here all day and like photoshop and like, obviously posters are my main thing and i love making posters and designing those and um and yeah literally as soon as i finish uni like i, I just want to keep what's going right now with, with my freelance career right now obviously it's just starting out and i'm learning but i wanted to keep that going out into final year hopefully go get a job at an agency again um just learn more about it learn yeah, and just keep yeah. learning and keep growing about it and then hopefully get to a point where i can literally live off freelancing no, well, I, that's a lot of people's ambition, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think I'm taking the steps necessary. Steps Absolutely, up. it sounds like you are. I mean, it's it, well, you've done many projects already, and the fact that you're still studying, doing something—I don't want to say well, it's not that different—but you're still studying on a different sort of sector. So, yeah, the fact that you can still give yourself time to develop is is great because, and also, you like you say you don't want to do product design. The the great thing about graphics is that like i said at the beginning it's like this umbrella where although you have the degree in product mm. you've got enough under your belt and the experience yeah. if you want to go into graphics as well you know, you know those fundamentals and that's the core that's why it has been doable to be able to do this alongside my degree because yeah. the course has been teaching me stuff that is so valuable to the graphic design side as well yeah so it's been it's been okay and and, and being and doing the bobcats and stuff for the bobcats doing the posts for the bobcats has been really really good because not only was it good is it good for like our team just to have like a better social media presence yeah but for me i want to i like i'd love to do sport design posters and posters obviously i love making posters and that's my thing um and doing that for the bobcats like every week doing like three posters a week or something for them yeah yeah it's great practice and and that's why i can do it alongside and and i and alex like like i said mentioning earlier about alex um with my the mental fitness coach um, he just made a very valid point that just like there is enough time in the day because he made me split my day up into 15 minute sections right yeah. so in an hour you can do 15 minutes four times so obviously times up by 24 it's like 90 whatever 96 or something yeah yeah uh, that's 96 sections of 15 minutes and uh you can fit it in right two days or something sorry whatever the math is but yeah. what the point is there's a lot of there is a lot of time in the day and if you all can organize your day well enough and structure it well enough you can get squeezing a lot and 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 15 minutes of something every day like i said adds up so even if you're only doing it 15 minutes a day it's just gonna you're just gonna get better um yeah, yeah. so that's why i think there's always enough time in the day because you can just squeeze in something here and there and you can do like 20 different things in one day if you wanted to <laughs> essentially essentially only yeah. if you to do it. I, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend <laughs> but but you can do it so with the bobcats are you going to have because you're, you're social media manager are you going to have to hire someone when you leave then or are you going to continue with the posters we're actually, yeah yeah we're having this discussion because um we laugh about it like i i, I obviously I, I, I'm, I'm a relatively humble guy but i like to i like to big up my work because obviously i love it and i'm happy and proud yeah. of it whenever it's it. yeah um and obviously the like from I, I'd like to say the Bobcats are the best, the best uh, graphics out of all American football teams in the UK, but that's my, <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, but hiring someone, hiring someone new. So I've got this one of the freshers um, who's like got a little bit of knowledge in Photoshop, and I keep setting her setting him assignments every week. I'm like, oh, can you make a um, like a scoreline poster? Yeah, for, next, for our game on Sunday. 
uh, and I'll have a look at him if it's decent, I'll post it and stuff. So I'm just getting, I'm sort of trying to get him to get good at it because we need someone who's going to be at least half decent because I don't want like a huge drop off because I know that I'll look at the Instagram like next year and it would, and if it's, uh, crap, it'll I'll, yeah. I'll like cringe, I'll like, ah, oh, no, everything I've done, we've built up this whole page. And like when I first got the page, I had about 200 followers um, and we're on about 1.1K now. That's that's insane. I mean, and so, also that's that's a great thing for you as well. Yeah, just understanding social media and, and being able to use it and, and seriously beneficial in my placement as well because the people I was working with didn't really, not they didn't understand social media, but they weren't utilizing well, it. The world moves so fast right now as yeah. well and around social media. And if you're not, it, things change in like two days, like something's viral like one day and then two days later it's not. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They, and I was keeping up with that and they weren't able to keep up with that. And, and that was really useful for them to have me be able to be like, oh, yeah, this is what everyone's doing on Instagram right now. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I just, it is annoying. I don't, like I know I said earlier, there's a lot of, I said there's a whole lot of time in the day, but I I, I, I feel like I need to put more effort into um, understanding like the trends of social media. If I wanted, if, if I wanted the page to, especially the Bobcat page to grow even more, like, cause you know, you got like reels and stuff and, yeah, see, that's that's not all that jazz. Like, there's just so many things you can do to help boost your page or whatever. But I don't spend enough time doing that. I only sort of just create the content and sort of get out. But obviously, with final year, it, there is a lot of going on in my life right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's something that you'll you'll be able to put time into over summer, maybe because again, yeah, it's, if it's your personal design page, to let's say as well, you know, you mm. want to find ways to expand it, especially if you're on freelance as well, because you're going to yeah. need that following. But no, I mean they're gonna to have to find the next uh, the next Felinio then when you leave. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna to have to try. Is it possible? It, it, it might be. It might be. It might be this, possible. This kid though that that I've been sort of tuning, he's decent, and um, I think I think he did do this job. I, I I was just he what he showed it was quite funny. He showed what he showed me was good. He showed me a piece of work the other day. I asked him to make a poster. Yeah. And he showed it to me. I was like, this is this is good. Like I can't say it's bad at all. Um, but what there's one thing I learned, especially about with graphics is although it is a 2D thing, there's nothing 2D about graphic, like what you're producing. Like you, you want it to have depth. Like you want, yeah. especially with poster design, you want those posters to have depth. You want it to have something to look at in like every corner, but also have enough white space for it to be, you know, pleasing for the eyes. So you're not, you're not like burning your retinas, like so much shit from the screen coming at your face. Yeah. So you've like, you got to have a nice balance of like, things going on and things not going on and well, i was explaining yeah, right. yeah it's, like saying the depth of it but yeah the, sorry the, the fundamental of it is like if you're again something they taught us is it, it can look fantastic but someone needs to there was one tutor that said if you can look by it and sort of you know like if you walk past something and you breeze by it mm-hmm. and you've got it straight away and like yeah, you've sort of yeah. you've like you've your eyes have moved that like you've you've understood it and you've moved on and they've said, like, if you can do that and get all the information you need and you've communicated to it, like, that, that's the, that is the most important thing, obviously. But then the look of it comes afterwards because yeah. someone's got to initially look at it, right? So, yeah. Well, I think I was reading something, something that said that people only look at a post on Instagram for about 0.15 seconds or something. Before, or they, like, before they flip. Before they, well, because, yeah, most people just like scroll, scroll, scroll. Like, and, and they stop at something that they're interested in, obviously. But most most of the time, most posts don't get more than a second of viewing. Um, so, yeah. so are you able to are you able to uh, communicate 
it's what grasping the attention it's grasping attention yeah, first yeah. and that's the hardest thing because yeah. and again that links back to what we were saying right at the beginning where if you can't nail that audience straight away mm-hmm. you will not get the attention and thus no, won't no. communicate what you're trying to do it's the simple as that i think that's why graphic design is actually really mi- and i think it's got better but i think it's quite misunderstood people think that it's literally just hey you draw this and it looks nice it's like it's just not it's so no, much yeah than that. and and that's why I think as well, there's, there's always struggles with like, how much is someone going to get? How much are you getting paid? Or how much is you charge? Blah, blah, blah. Because not people who aren't in the industry or understand design know what goes into design. Well, there's, there's walls uh, to break down, isn't there? Which people yeah, don't yeah. see. There's a lot of work behind it. And, and I'm like, you show people that. I was showing my housemates that like when I first started my freelancing and showing them what I did. And, were, and for just for a logo. And they were like, oh shit like fair enough it's, it's yeah. almost it's almost like a psychology isn't it like you have to you have to know people people generally to like understand what they would look at yeah oh yeah 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 that's what's really interesting though like a that to be fair that's one of the main reasons i chose to do the ba and so the bsc for my degree as well yeah because on the ba side the bachelor's arts one there's it's looking at a more, more humanistic side of the design yeah and sort of understanding the user which i thought would just be more valuable to me and so far it's been good um mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you're right. Just you just need to you do need to research like what's going on in the world and how people interact with things and yeah and all of that. And you can get a lot of that from your own experience. Like, just you know, when you're walking down the road, how how long do you look at a billboard? How long do you look at a bus advert or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can figure out a lot of that on your own. But then obviously, just doing the stuff on the side to help understand even deeper is is important. And people need to understand that there's a lot of effort and research and time that goes into each design and when you create it that's like you're that's you're something you're proud of and it's like it's like a child yeah yeah you, you want it you want to like you're so like I, I remember every time i complete a job i'm like i'm so happy i'm like, satisfied yeah in the whole process i've loved every step of the process and now I've, and this is the final product and you see what it goes from like the initial sketches i have like sketches in my sketchbook of logos and then seeing them as sketches and then you see them as a final product and you think oh that is so cool like there's a whole whole amount of time that went into that and it's come out like this and that's really cool um but obviously all the clients like all the client and all i guess what the client and their clients see are just the final product pretty much that's the thing i mean we we spoke a lot of it about it at uni where we moaned that people don't understand it and people still don't really but Thing is, I mean, people in our industry, like, we appreciate each other's stuff, we support each other, and for now, I think that's all we can sort of be happy with for now, as long as we're getting working, right? But Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. It's good. I love seeing everyone, like, do stuff. Like, I, my, I mentioned my mate Niall earlier, um, hmm. who's the one who actually got me into freelancing. I thought I wanted to, he, he, like, inspired me to do it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, he's doing some really cool jobs at the minute for, like, this, he, he does this, done this reoccurring one for this, uh, this company in Leeds or this little coffee shop in Leeds and he's done like really cool illustrations for it um and it's just cool seeing him do that and seeing him succeed and um it drives it drives you forward though doesn't it and because it, it's it I've always said to like people who I was at uni with like it's a good competitiveness like it's a healthy competitiveness. healthy yeah healthy yeah yeah for sure because you sure. you do want to see people do well but then you're like crap okay they're doing this like i've got up my game you know yeah no, that is 100 i could not agree more like i remember seeing every time i saw now put something out on his instagram or i just done this job i'm like shit i need stuff in my game <laughs> yeah i'm gonna drop a yeah. photoshop for 15 yeah, minutes. <laughs> yeah 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 and after seeing you bloody learn 
After Effects. I'm like, shit, I need to get back on After Effects, man. I need to start That's, learning that. Yeah, again. I mean, there's the thing is that the great thing about it is that there's there's always something new to learn or something to develop. And the with freelancing, actually, a good like concluding point, just because I'm conscious with the time as well. Yeah, like, sorry. like, um, it's it's knowing it's knowing that you're not the best sometimes because yeah. I've had it before where. I've been at uni and I need something done. It needs to be quite rapid. And if I do it, it won't happen. So it's it's knowing, it's having a circle of people who you can go to. So I'll go to blah, 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 I found you something 3D because mm-hmm. he, he will do it 10 times faster than me. Um, if I need a certain aspect of animation done, I'll know someone, you know. And so it's it's important sometimes. It's Sometimes it's as good to know what you know and then also not, well, obviously what yeah. you don't know. It's like outsourcing, and then it, and then it obviously put, puts because you're just as valuable to someone else as they are to you yeah, as well. Yeah, that, exactly. That and it's um, staying in touch with people as well. It's staying connected, and social media is another great thing. Like you say, you know, you see other people's work, and you think, right now that yeah. I've seen that, if I if something comes up, you know that you could yeah exactly you could reach out, and that's a great thing that we've got now is social media. So it is nice. I think especially around like our generation of designers as well. I think well, things definitely... things just go around so fast as well. Yeah. Like you said with the trends, like the sun will go out. Interruption. Sorry, do you have a print stick I could use, please? A what? Print stick. A print stick. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, train of thought just went. Um, nah, things, <laughs> <laughs> things, um, things on like online uh, with design, I found go so quick. Like in terms of. Something will go around for a bit and then it will just fade out. And, yeah, then something, and then something new's there and you're thinking, yeah. I don't know how I'm meant to keep up with all this. Do you remember but, when gradients were just like a really big thing? Everyone was like... Blurred, blurred gradients. Yeah, that was yeah, it, yeah. yeah. They'd get like these... Oh, where did that go? Yeah, no, fully. Like they'd, they'd just put a 150 pixel size brush or Photoshop, dot it around yeah. and then use the little blur tool, whack, yeah. a, whack a texture on it, done. And you're like... Like design. <laughs> some of them were quite nice to look at but oh great yeah some of them are great to look at and i'm sort of like shit so people actually put this out and there are clients out there that are paying lots of money for this yeah yeah yeah. but yeah. but we're not allowed to say that we're not allowed to say yeah, that definitely not allowed to say that. i don't remember you saying it to be honest no exactly i think that's yeah, a really good i think that's a great point to cut off before i start offending people that actually do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. 